Hey guys, welcome back to Top 5, brought to you by Define Talent. We are a results-driven service working with clients to connect them with quality talent, as well as working to make an impact within the recruiting industry. We talk straight about today's professional world with real-world professionals, experts in recruitment, job seekers, and business owners alike. Have a question for us? Send it in and you might spur our next conversation. I'm Tara Thurber, Director of Talent Innovation here at Define Talent. And joining me today is a super special guest and dear friend, Jennifer Barker, Marketing and Brand Consultant. Hey, Jennifer, how are you doing today? Hi, Tara. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm actually super pumped. We are recording in person together today. <laughs> Wonderful. So happy to have you and really excited to just jump in. Um, so let's just kick it off with give us your world tour. Where did you start your professional journey and where are you today? Huh. Well, I always like to say I kind of took the road less traveled because I never actually went to school for marketing. Um, I went to art school for multimedia design um, and started a nonprofit as an exhibit designer designer at a museum in Philadelphia. Awesome. Um, I never really thought I'd shift, make any shift into the marketing world, but someone I knew told me about a position at the Avenue of the Arts in Philadelphia. Um, and I had no experience in the industry, didn't really know much about it, but I knew part of the job included design. So I went for the job, met with the executive director and got it. And I <laughs> just started my career in marketing. So I, I walk into this office, not really knowing anything and just kind of learns um, on my own. Wow. Um, so I was there for, I was there for a while. I was probably there for about five years before I left Philly and moved to New York city. Um, and I took a break right. from the quote unquote grind and went to cosmetology school. <laughs> shifting, shifting, still creative, but shifting. Yeah. So I worked in salons for a few years in Manhattan. Um, and then kind of realized, you know, this perks of the corporate world of health insurance, right. and time off and all of those <laughs> lovely things. Um, and moved back to corporate worlds, yeah. um, which was a lot different from nonprofit. Right. Um, so I worked for a PR company and a hospitality company. And I did a lot of consulting for numerous businesses for the next six years. Okay. Um, big shift from nonprofit, you know, actual budgets. Um, right. Just a ton of different people, you know, teams instead of just kind of four or five people. Mm -hmm. So it was an adjustment. Great. Um, so after leaving New York, I entered, that's where I kind of entered the digital agency world where I spent the majority of my career. Um, and it was awesome. Yeah. It was kind of, it was just working with a ton of really cool people, a lot of different teams, you know, I had the opportunity to build out departments, you know, yeah. launch a meetup, speak at events and yeah. colleges, just amazing things. But I realized I was suffering from burnout. Right. And I think too, agency versus corporate it's more agency you're working with multiple clients yep. and you're kind of at their beck and call when it comes down to it exactly and then corporate you're more internal just with one particular client right yep, yep. so when you're corporate like you are your client right agency you're working with yeah, anywhere from 50 to 75 to 100 clients, right, right. which are in different industries you know different personalities just yeah. across the board <laughs> so, and it's a lot, you know, it's, and like you said, you're at the beck and call of the client. Mm -hmm. So if it's after hours, you get an email, you're responding to those emails. You yeah. know, if a fire comes up, you have yeah, to deal with it. For sure. So there was never really a nine to five. It mm -hmm. was a lot of, you know, 
50, 60 hour weeks, right. which I realized after a while I was burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. So I left that world, which scared me because I know I've known it for so long that I had an opportunity come up to go back to corporate. So the client side, um, and I actually almost didn't take it because I've known the agency world so long that it was, it was a scary step to make. Um, but I took it and I returned to a company, um, that was focused on, you know, career coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a great experience and I've actually come full circle and, you know, I'm venturing back into hospitality marketing. So crazy (laughs) how, you know, we start somewhere and coming back full circle, but yet it's, it's new beginnings, right? It's mm-hmm. new paths that you know, and now you can travel, but it's also breaking different barriers down. Definitely. And I'm and I'm a different person now. So I'm yes. really interested to see how kind of going back into an industry I was in 10 years ago right. will now be. So crazy. Um, younger professionals tend to shop around when it comes to the perfect employer and, you know, company loyalty seems to be a thing of the past. Um, what would you say are the most important aspects of company culture for you? And what do you think the younger professionals should be looking for when it comes to the basic rights or the basic cultures that they're looking for? That's a great question. I think there's a lot of, you know, kind of bells and whistles companies offer, whether it be, you know, free coffee or right. games and right. happy hours which is great. But I think when you're thinking about your future, you really want to set yourself up for success. Um, so a big part of that is, you know, paid time off. Mm-hmm. You definitely, you know, you need that, those mental health days, yeah. you need that vacation time. Um, the 401k yeah. to really set up your, set up your future. Um, health insurance is a huge, big one. one. Health insurance is so expensive when you're out on your own. It's so <laughs> expensive. So, I mean, if a company provides you health insurance, that's huge. Yeah. Um, a work-life balance, you know, having those set hours, knowing your boundaries. And I think a really important one is a nurturing environment that yeah. offers education and growth. Yeah. You know, your company is going to retain their employees a lot more by offering them a future and offering them kind of that education. I love what you just said there. And I just, I want to let the audience know too, we're, you know, meeting and and speaking with Jen today is really something that's super important in regards to finding your right professional environment. Um, And, you know, Jen has come to us from nonprofit to so many different company cultures you've been in. Mm -hmm. If you really think about it from corporate, nonprofit, agency, um, you know, salons. I mean, talk about what a, a breadth of, of differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just said something too about um, growth. And something I, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of is the, the younger professionals are shopping for that growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious now, nowadays too, are the ping pong tables and like, kombucha on tap is that something people are really focused on or is do you feel that it is more the the quality of life right it's it's not a a work-life balance it's it's a quality of life balance what are your thoughts on that I totally agree I think the last couple years have changed our mindsets a lot yeah um and what's important to people now is more about protecting themselves 
you know, and yeah. protecting their future and setting themselves up to grow yeah. and kind of learn. And I think, you know, maybe that might kind of create that longevity yeah. again, where, you know, people are shifting jobs a lot more based on kind of their growth and what's being offered to them. Whereas, you know, if you kind of set your employees up with all of these kind of quote unquote perks and benefits, they're more likely to stay with you. More loyal. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that that makes sense too. Like if we think about the professional world as is right now, I mean, companies have had to shift companies that were everybody must be in the office five days a week. When COVID hit, they had to shift or they were being shut down. Yep. And you know, what's changed is as now people are going back into the office or I should say companies are requiring employees to go back into the office. I think what hasn't been recognized is the change in our human practices of survival and, and living to not just have quality, but to survive at times. I mean, people that were used to commuting five days a week, they shifted that and now they've had to adjust themselves. So instead of listening to their, you know, mindset podcast on the way into work, they're maybe going for a run now, or they're maybe doing something that is um, hopefully benefiting them, benefiting their families and their, their quality of life. But I think companies, I, I hear a lot when it comes to, you know, companies wanting to go back to the way it was. Life's never going to go back to the way it was. Definitely not. You cannot revert back. You need to move forward Mm -hmm. and move forward with flexibility, especially for candidates in the workforce right now. And even candidates that are currently working that kind of bring us into looking at the current state in the workforce. You know, what are your thoughts about quiet quitting and career cushioning? You know, at this point, do you think it's a good idea to have a backup plan as a modern professional today? Is it ethical even? It's interesting because I think most people, when they hear quiet quitting, it means they're leaving their job. Right. But, you know, if you really do the research and look into it, it's people doing what they've been hired to do mm. and setting healthy boundaries and not burning themselves out. Yeah. So for me, you know, after living those years of burnout, I see why people have shifted. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of that, to your point, is because of the way the world shifted. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, making time for themselves, making time for their families, making time to do a load of laundry during the day. Yeah. You know, and I think part of me wishes I could have learned that sooner. Right. <laughs> I really do. I mean, part of me is like, if I would have known that this was a thing, I could have set these boundaries yeah. a long time ago. But I mean, what's I'm lucky that now I have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, career cushioning is interesting because I actually just came off a layoff. Right. Um, Talk to me about what career cushioning is first. So it's to me, it's, you know, you're constantly keeping your pulse on your industry. OK, you're okay. seeing what's out there. Yeah. You know, you're you're kind of, you know, browsing. You might not be applying, but you're definitely seeing what's out there for you. Checking out the market, make, you know, exactly. seeing that there is other opportunities for you and what your visions or goals are. Exactly. Basically. Okay. Okay, cool. 
So, I mean, if we look at the times we're living in, extremely uncertain. Yeah. There's so many different things going on and there's no way to tell what may come next, unfortunately. Right. Um, so, I mean, for me, I'm always an advocate for looking at opportunities to advance yourself. I mean, and most importantly, protecting your livelihood. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, there's no guarantees of job security at any time, whether yeah. it be uncertain times or just regular times. Yeah. So I think it's important to kind of keep your pulse, not only just on, you know, seeing what jobs are out there, but seeing what kind of learning opportunities are out there. Absolutely. It doesn't necessarily need to be you're looking at jobs on a regular basis. It's your, you know, seeing what kind of webinars may be out there, seeing what kind of opportunities are out there for you. So, I mean, I, I'm all for it. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you need to protect yourself and your livelihood and think about kind of what your future looks like. I think that that's so true. And it's, you know, it's hard because there are people out there that love their jobs. There are people out there that we're doing just fine and wake up the next day on our let go. And, you know, sometimes it's um, very shocking. Sometimes it can be very detrimental to people, even their mental health with that happening. Um, and it's curious too, to me, to really um, learn about the quiet quitting and the career cushioning, because I think too, companies owe it to their employees to, I mean, in my eyes, in, my, in a perfect world, let's say, mm-hmm. it would be great if companies could to say, could say to loyal employees, Hey, this is what's coming down the pipeline. I just want you to take care of yourself. We need to take care of our business. And I know that's a perfect world. Right. Right. Well, you <laughs> perfect world. I mean, Hey, I got to let you go. I'm going to give you 60 days notice. Doesn't really work that way. Right. Though it would be great to, I feel, learn have employees have a safe place for employees to put their hand up and say, Hey, I want more. Yep. Hey, I need more. Or for uh, companies to say, Hey, there might be changes. Yep. Um, just to keep that open communication and double loyalty. So it's not only it's loyalty for the employee, but loyalty from the employer. Right. Well, you, and you figure we spend so much of our time at work and build relationships with the people we work with. Yeah. It's almost like a little bit of showing a sign of respect. Yeah. You know, kind yeah. of, hey, this is, and transparency. This is what ha- what's happening. Big. And I want to make sure you're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, I keep seeing this meme around where it's, you know, someone saying my manager put quick meeting on my calendar oh. where it says quick chat, but then in parentheses, good thing. Yeah. Which, you know, makes <laughs> sense because it's like, you get those calendar invites, uh-huh. you know, they could be 10 minutes before and yeah. you're just kind of like your adrenaline starts to, you know, you got that, that rock in your stomach. Yeah. So it's even like little things like that, where it's just, you know, allowing people to feel secure. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting too. I think, um, there's so many different environments out there too. And finding, finding where you can find your you in it and mm-hmm. become a better person as you're working, yep. um, you know, with your extensive experience, Jen, and just such an amazing background, what advice would you offer to someone with a little less experience or um, somebody that's like unsure of 
taking a leap in their career or changing their careers altogether? I mean, I say take the leap. I mean, I think about when I applied for that marketing job, I had no experience for. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't apply, you're never going to know. Um, and just because you don't check every single box doesn't mean you're not going to get the job. Huge. Um, and you need to try new things to see what you like. I know, you know, we keep going back to what's the environment you want to be in. Yeah. And you don't know unless you try. Yeah. You know, in my somewhat short, not so short lifetime, <laughs> I've evolved from, you know, an artist to a marketer, to a stylist, to a speaker, to a mentor, to a coach, you know, yeah. and I, and I'm excited to see what's next. Yeah. And I think that as humans, we're constantly evolving and we're meant to. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And it's environments change and people change. And I think, you know, an environment that you were in so many years ago for with a particular company probably isn't the same environment you'd want to go back to. Yeah. And, you know, be allowing yourself to evolve, evolve and try different environments, um, I think is something that is really good. You know, people aren't spending 10, 15 years at one company anymore because yeah. that then you you're almost getting too comfortable and you're not enhancing yourself you're not evolving yourself well and i think there's also this stigma if you change jobs too often you you're know, a you're, hopper you're not hireable yeah where that's not the case you know especially you know if you talk about agency life agencies are always looking at other agencies yeah and they're always kind of saying hey would you be interested in coming and joining us yeah so it's not so much about your job hopping. It's what's the next big opportunity. Yeah. And could it be that one that lights you up more than you already are now? Oh, I love that. Love that saying. Is it something that lights you up more than you already are now? Mm -hmm. Because I think that is, it's like the bow on the present, the icing yeah. on the cake to find that. Yeah. And to not be afraid to experience different environments because if you're miserable, maybe that's environment isn't the environment that you're meant to be in. Exactly. It might not be the job you're miserable in. It could be the environment that yeah. the job is in. Yeah. I think too, just kind of coming back full circle, it's, it's allowing yourself to take chances. It's pushing yourself to take chances mm -hmm. in order to find, in order to finding the right professional environment. And it starts also with experience but also figuring out what you want because if you know what you want if you know that particular environment go after it interview companies just as much as they're interviewing you exactly i think people were afraid to do that for so long that if they ask questions about the company it's they were questioning the company yeah but it, it's it's exactly that you know you're interviewing them just like they're interviewing you so amazing so Jen, tell us, what are your top five tips for finding the right professional environment? Okay. I think it's really, you know, finding that culture and that's not the fancy games, the happy hours. It's the, you know, is there flex time? You know, what is the work environment like? You know, what is their PTO? Is there health insurance? Mm -hmm. All of these things to set you up, you know, for your life, essentially um work-life balance huge I mean yeah. without it you are only work yeah 
Love that. I think the third one is, you know, a culture that offers mentorship, education and nurturing of talent so that you're constantly evolving and not only you evolving, but the company is evolving with you. Um, You know, I think it's the people. They're the people you spend most of the majority of your time with. You know, Mm. are they happy? Yeah. How long have they been there? Things like that. Um, You know, it's energy attracting energy. If these people aren't happy, are you going to be happy there? And then I'd say, finally, it's excitement. Mm -hmm. If the thought of doing my job excites me, and if I'm passionate about that company I work for, it's it's the right fit. I just got goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Just got goosebumps. I love all of your top fives. Um, And I think your last one too, the excitement. And that's where, you know, you're in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're not working just to live and living. Like I always find the living to work or the working to live. It's like, be, be present and and love it and yeah. trial and error. It's okay. If you're, if you hop around a little bit until you find that that perfect spot. Exactly. There's nothing better than coming up with an idea and being just so excited to share it with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, this has been awesome, Jen. Of course, always a pleasure having you on. And um, I'm just so thankful that you took time out of your crazy schedule to join us today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. We are Define Talent, a Define Logic service coming to you at top five. Make it a great day.